Welcome to the Teen Life Coach Podcast. I'm Coach Sammy, and I am so glad you are here. The teen years can be fun and exciting, but also filled with self-doubt, insecurities, and lots of frustration. I am here to help you along your teen journey and make sure you enjoy your teen years as much as possible. Let's get started. Hey, you guys, welcome to the podcast this week. It is sunny right now, and I am loving the weather. It makes me so happy when the sun starts to shine more. Um, we have a, another special guest on t- today, and um, I am so excited. She's young. She's cute. She's been through it, you guys. She knows what you're going through. And we have Marley Frygang on the podcast today. She's a podcaster, actor. She works in commercial production. So Marley, hi, welcome. Oh my gosh. Hi, Coach Sammy. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to talk to you today. Yeah, I'm so excited you're here. So why don't you tell us what you're about, what you do, all the things. Tell Tell us your story. Sure. So I grew up in Albuquerque, New Mexico, which is like a very... um small-ish city. City's a nice world. It's a town. And I moved to LA for college. Um, and I went through a little bit of like shock of how different it was living in LA. You know, on top of that in high school, I had really struggled with finding my own voice, always feeling like, you know, I wanted to be an it girl, but wasn't really like it girl or, you know, was next to the it girl and never felt really confident in myself. And so when I graduated from college, I started my podcast, which is called Confessions of a Wannabe It Girl. And, you know, I have struggled a lot in and out with, I call it the compare and despair scroll on social media, you know, just feeling this kind of lack mindset of, well, I'm not cool enough. I'm not popular enough, or I don't know enough of who I am and like my life isn't clear and clean and pristine like everyone else's. And then I started to realize that a lot of other people felt that way too. And even the people who we deemed to have it are still comparing and despairing. And so I was like, let's dig into that a little bit more. And, you know, now I'm super focused on chasing your dreams with like more confidence, clarity, and direction is what I always say. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Um, I kind of imagine when you were f- first telling your story from Albuquerque, Mexico, like the Miley Cyrus song party in the USA, where you like <laughs> hop off the plane and you're like, wait a second. <laughs> right. Like you think like the sky is the limit and like it's stunning and you know, everything in LA is gorgeous and so easy. And then it's like, oh wait, you really like smack the pavement. It's not a as picture perfect as we think it is. Yeah, right. Totally. So funny. One of the things like before we dive in a little bit, why don't you define for us just for the teens who are listening? Like what is an it girl? Like how do you, how do you define that? It's a great question. Well, how I define it now is really different than maybe if you type in like it girl on Google or, you know, Instagram or whatnot. I personally believe that like an it girl is somebody who is so in their zone and is chasing after doing the thing they want to do with their life, their career and whatnot. It is very much a mindset 
it is not anything to do with how we look and how we are seen in like the social construct. Sure, those things exist and like we can't not acknowledge that they exist. I always say, you know, this is a little bit of a dose of reality. Like those things are always, you know, unfortunately in society going to play. But like to me, an it girl is just really like that confidence within and believing you are your own it girl, becoming your own it girl. And because there's nothing more attractive and beautiful than somebody just owning who they are. And that is being your own it girl. Yeah. I love that. And I think so many teens struggle with owning who they are, especially in our teen years. And, and I did this in my teen years too, but like, I'll ask my clients, I'll ask the teens that I work with, like, tell me who you are. Tell me about yourself. Like, what do you love about yourself? And I just get back blank stares. And that's normal in our teen- teenage years. We're totally figuring out. There's nothing wrong with that. But it really is important to figure out who you are. And so one of the things you're going to talk to us about today is how to figure out who you are, because that's really hard. And I am in my forties and I'm still figuring out who I am as a teenager. So many things are going on inside of our brains. It's really hard to know who we are. So what do you think? How can teens figure out who they are? Yeah. You know, same thing, same as you, like, I still feel like I'm figuring out who I am, but you know, when you're in these contained environments, such as school teams, groups, whatnot, it is hard to develop your own voice and opinion because how how can you know what your own voice and opinion is when you're just, you know, smushed like sardines and with other people? So how I really started to realize who I was was really not listening or asking, honestly, for other people's opinions on my preferences or likes um, you know, music is a great example. Like, you know, if my friends really liked this song and I was like, I just, that doesn't vibe with me. Like I, I, I don't relate to it or I don't like the beat of it. Like, am I going to say I like it just because my friends like it? A hundred percent. I did that at times. And I, you know, that still comes up at times. You don't want to have disagreement with friends or whatnot, but like that is how you start to really identify who you are and like what your taste and what your preferences. And it can range so big and so small. It can range as small as to, I don't like that single song to, you know, I don't want to go to that college that my friend's going. The ranges are just so big. And a thing I started to notice too, was when I was being dishonest about my preferences or tastes, I would kind of get this like, you know, for lack of a better word, gut feeling that that wasn't authentic to me. It, you know, felt like in my stomach, like, like a quick little pause. I was like, wait, do I actually mean that? Like I would catch myself in those little moments just being like, wait, why did I say that? Why did I agree to that? You know, it's okay to have differing tastes than people. And that's really how I started to grow what I see as like, knowledge around myself. But, you know, also in these environments, I think you can ask people a lot for opinions and, you know, advice, but like the person who's going to know best is you for yourself. It's your life. It's your story. So like, you know, if there's a moment you don't want a friend's opinion, 
you don't have to ask and you don't have to take it, which is something I really did not know for a very long time. Yeah. And it's so hard because in our teens, we move from validation from like our parents and, you know, help from our parents, that validation, it moves to our friends. Right. And so we're relying on our friends and our peers in our teen years for the validation of like who we are. And it can be really uncomfortable to say like, yeah, I don't like that song. Right. And that always isn't received with the greatest acceptance, right? It's Mm -hmm. really, I think so much more nowadays, it's, it's hard to feel safe being who you are. I, and you guys, I, okay, I'm 41. You all know how old I am, but my, um, my sister-in-law asked me a few weeks ago where I wanted to go to lunch. And she was like, can we go here? And it was this place that I was like, I do not want to eat there. And it was really hard for me, but I was just like, Hey, Katie, can we go somewhere else? (laughs) It was just like, it was so uncomfortable for me to be like, no, I don't want to eat there. And she was like, yeah, sure. That's fine. Like no big deal. But my gut instinct was just to be like, Oh, I got to go there because she wants to go there. And so I'm just going to be like super nice and, and go there. But you're just saying like simple things like knowing what our preferences are and being Mm. honest about them. That is huge to practice. Mm -hmm. Like even if you don't want to go over to hang out with your friend that evening, just because you're tired, like that is just as good of a reason to not do something just because you're tired and I don't feel like it. It's the same thing with the, you know, I just, I don't want to eat that food. It's really weird because I used to get so nervous of the reaction of saying like, no, or like, can we not? Or like, I, you know, this is coming to my mind because I think I heard you talk about Disneyland in another episode, but it's like, no, I just don't want to ride that ride right now. Your friend will like, if they're really a good friend, they'll be like, okay, cool. We'll do it later. Or like we can hang later and we'll be kind of proud to see this like entity of you. And like, I've seen that with my friends when my friends tell me like, no, I, I don't want to go to that concert. I'm like, okay, cool. No problem. No biggie, no sweat off your back. Um, I will ask a different friend. And I think that's a very powerful thing in relationships is when you can be really honest and move through those. Right. And if they're good friends, they'll accept that honesty mm-hmm. and not like tear you apart for thinking different. Right. And like, do we really all want to be exactly the same as each other? Like, I like to have friends who are different from me. You know, I'm an actor in Los Angeles. That can be kind of a lot. And so I have not a ton of actor friends. I have friends that have nine to fives and whatnot. And it's like, it's the same. You can be really into like maybe I was in theater in high school and your best friend can be the captain of the basketball team and very, very different than you. And it's nice to have the difference because you don't always want to be hearing the same things over and over and over again and doing the same things over and over again too. Yeah. Isn't that funny? Like, as you're saying that I'm thinking about one of my best friends and she's totally not competitive and she eats very unhealthily and she's a singer. (laughs) 
which is complete opposite of me. I'm very competitive. I love to eat healthy and I do not sing. Yeah. Similar with this best friend I'm talking about. In some ways we couldn't be more different. (laughs) Yeah. And, and it's okay to be different where I think like so many times there's that pressure to fit in and the need to belong. Right. Mm -hmm. So, so how can we be ourselves and still fit in and still belong, even though we are different? Hmm, What a great question. I think there's always the being different should be approached with respect or having a different opinion is really what I mean to say is you shouldn't be like, if your friend's like, oh, I really like this new country song. You shouldn't be like, oh my God, I hate that. Why do you even like this artist? Blah, blah, blah. That is not going to rub anybody the right way when you come up with a strong reaction to someone's difference. And that's not how you would want to be met when you shared your preferences either. So I think, you know, really being like, oh, that's so cool. Yeah, that's just not for me. But I'm so glad you're into that artist or that country song or whatnot. I think that that really creates a comfortable space between you two and hopefully, you know, spreads throughout the rest of you that it's okay. I accept your differences and I'm not always going to agree. And being respectful of it when it's happening to you and when you're presenting it to other people, I think will really ease that tension. And I think that's really what it comes down to is creating a safe space for not only your friends to be who they are, but you to be who you are. And sometimes we have to be the first one to make that example or to be like, Hey, this is a safe place to be whoever you want. If she likes that country song, cool. Let's listen to a country song right now. Maybe we'll, we'll like it too. Right. But just, you know, being that person that creates that environment. And sometimes you have to be a little bit, go a little bit out of your comfort zone to help create that environment. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. You do have to like create the space for others to have their own differences in order to feel comfortable, maybe to share your own, you know, I always noted with myself that like I was not actually the first person to make that space. And, you know, eventually I did gain really good friends that were so kind and made that space for me. And I'm so grateful for that because even if, you know, things changed and I wasn't friends with those people, they had modeled that behavior for me. And then I started to do it in my own relationships. I'd be like, no, that's okay. You know, or like you're having a really busy day. I will come to you or, you know what? No, I'm sorry. I'm having a very busy day. Can you please help me with my homework? You know, I'm, I'm struggling. It really does become a learned behavior from the people you surround yourself with and you'll carry it with you too. Yeah. Which is so important who you surround yourself with. Oh yeah. I mean, I think we've all had good friends, bad friends, people just even in our circle that might not be our friends that rub us the wrong way and whatnot. And it is one of the things I have struggled with so much is maybe not having the best people in my life at one point and not setting the best boundaries of, you know, ouch, that hurts my feelings or please don't talk to me that way. Um, And the thing that I really wish I could go back and say to my 16 year old self, because I so often say, I'm doing my podcast for my 16 year old self is that, you know, it's okay to put your foot down and it's okay to walk away from things when it's not serving you. You know, there is no 
reason um, you have to be there in, in that situation. If you feel something off and, you know, you're scared of your friend yelling at you because you didn't tell them your deepest, darkest secret or whatnot, um, it's okay to like own your space and just be like, I'm not going to do that. And that was not something I understood until like my, well, honestly, I'm still working on it and I'm 27. So yeah, no. And I, I'll think back to like, even just in relationships with boyfriends, I'm like, why didn't I just get up and walk away? Like, why did I take that? The other thought I had is like, I get asked so many times and we've been talking about a lot about relationships on the podcast, but Mm -hmm. one question I get asked a lot is like, how do I switch friend groups? I know I don't want to continue to be friends with the girls or the boys that I am friends with. And you guys, that's an upcoming podcast I'm working on. It's coming. But um, what do you have advice on that? Like how, I mean, you know, so many teens know like, okay, I'm not getting treated the way that I want to be treated right now. These aren't a good group of friends that I'm hanging out with. I want to switch. Like I had this conversation with my daughter the other day. She's like, I want to switch friend groups, but I don't know how. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think on that? And maybe you this can just be like a preview into the podcast that I'm yeah. doing. <laughs> I love about that. switching friend groups because it's so hard. To be honest, in high school, I really struggled with that. You know, there was maybe times I wanted to switch friend groups and maybe I never really did. So I think the best thing when faced with I'm not being treated well in this situation and I no longer want to continue this friendships in this way and matter there's always adding natural distance you know being like you know I'm sorry I I can't have a sleepover tonight I'm getting dinner with my mom or I'm going to a movie with my mom creating natural distance to just separate yourself from that space and allow maybe some natural thinking about why do I feel this way I always think a little bit of distance from the situation will allow you to see a little bit more of a clear path. So I always look to add a little bit of natural distance. Then if, you know, that approach is not working and you still feel so, you know, stuck or like sucked back in, you might have to take it one step further and say to that friend group, you know, I don't feel comfortable here. I do not feel like my best self. And, you know, for these reasons, like with love and respect, for you, I just want to be hanging out with these people more. And that's a really, really scary thing to do. It's absolutely terrifying. I, myself as an adult, do not like to do that. But, you know, you're taking your ownership of who you want to be around. It's the most important thing. I have a, a mentor, an acting mentor, but she always says, you know, you are the sum on some level of the five people you are closest to. You know, you have to remember that that's affecting who you are as a person and your character and especially as a teen, how you're going to start to see the world. And if that isn't creating a positive environment for you and, you know, giving you anxiety or stress like it did for me, you do have the power to change it, you know. So sitting down with people and saying, this is why I I, I don't want this anymore. And you know, maybe before you get to that point too, is like examine if you, your treatment from them changed, would you still want to be friends with them? Because I've had that happen too, where I've noticed a relationship is not in a healthy spot, but I still really care about the person. 
So we need to change our boundaries and we need to change how we communicate and maybe how much we share and how much time we spend together. But I still do want to be friends with that person. But if the answer is no, it's okay to move on. And like switching friend groups, you know, it starts by who's sitting next to you in class that you do want to be friends with. Ask them what they're doing. I know that's that's hard too. I remember there was this day in high school. I was think I was a freshman. And I texted literally everybody in my contacts to hang out with me and no one responded. And it was, you know, it was last minute and whatnot. And yes, I felt sad that nobody responded to hang out with me, but you know what? I still went, put myself out there and I asked every person I wanted to hang out if they would like to hang out with me. And eventually it took time but it came back to me. People remembered that, you know, on a random Friday night, I asked them if they wanted to hang out with me. So put yourself out there and ask them if they'd like to hang out with you. Don't sit around waiting for an invitation for them. They might be intimidated by you. You never know what other people are thinking. Yeah, you do have to put yourself out there and you a lot of times are going to have to take the first steps, especially when switching a friend group. Totally. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's a preview. Sorry. I totally got off topic a little bit with you, but that was such good advice. (laughs) No, I like, I hadn't thought about that in so long. And like, I'm still proud of myself to this day that I did that. Yeah. That's amazing. And, and you totally got rejected, which totally I love, (laughs) but the best part is like, I didn't have to tell everyone, well, blah, 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 rejected me. And it was like only me who knew I didn't have to carry that weight with me either. I just left it where it was. And you like continued to reach out to people. You continue to hang out with them, right? Yes. You didn't make it mean like, oh, nobody likes me. Nobody wants to be my friend. Right. I mean, sure. We have those thoughts, but yeah, <laughs> I didn't. I mean, I, that's realistic is like, yeah, I did have those thoughts. I think like after I sent the text and I realized it was 7 PM and I was like, okay, it's just not happening. Like I might've shed a tear or two, but like then I let it go. I felt my feelings and I I moved on. I didn't continue to waste my energy on it. Yeah. I love it. Such a good example. Okay. So last thing I want you to talk to us about today is popularity. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I hear from so many teens that I'm working with the like concept of, oh, well, they're in the popular group or they're popular and, and not seeing themselves as being popular or good or as cool, like where we see other people as having the thing or being the it girl or whatever. And it, and it's never, it's never, it's not a lot of times us talk to me like, what is even popularity? I feel like I hate that word. Yeah, me too. It also, I think gives the idea that we all collectively agree that this is great and popular, but it's kind of like art. It's very subjective. You may like this movie and you may like that movie and that person might not like this, you know, and that. So it's very a subjective thing. So I don't really like that concept either because it sounds like a committee of people got together and decided, well, that's it. And that's cool. And that's popular. And like, That's not the case because even from school to school, you'll see that things are, are, are different that, you know, people deemed as popular, right? Like who gets to decide who's popular? I want to know who is on that committee. Yeah. It's, it's a very weird thing that we do, but it does naturally happen. (laughs) 
Right. Yes, it is. It's a normal part of socialization and hierarchy and, and all that that's built into, into our culture. But yeah, like I just, I'll hear people talk about the popular girls and I'm like, what makes them popular? Why do they get to be popular? Yeah. It's so weird, you know, because, you know, I feel fortunate to like look back and see a little bit of the rise of social media. And like, there has been a little bit of change. I think that you know, it's okay to be odd and different. That's kind of become maybe cool and popular. And back when I was in high school, it was very much like not um, odd, wasn't popular, wasn't in. And so like it changes from time to time too. There's no, you know, at one school, it could be if you're not into Star Wars, you're not popular. And then another school, Star Wars could be the lamest thing in the world. It doesn't like matter. And then you know, you'll go off into adulthood and maybe move, maybe stay in the same place. But either way, time's going to pass and there's going to be new trends. So, you know, I heard a, a influencer actually talk about this. You know, she was saying she was talking about it in body standards. She was saying, like, you can't have your body be a trend because trends are going to change. And it's the same with what we deem is popular is going to change. So don't base your whole identity and preferences off of what you think is popular right now because it's going to change. You're going to change. You're going to end up in different environments and different things are going to be cool or it or popular. So you might as well just like what you like. (laughs) And like, I'm really actually all into trends. Like (laughs) I like trends, but, but here's the problem I see with it is that When we believe that somebody else or a certain group of people is popular, right? Mm -hmm. And we believe that we're lower than them. We give power to the people who are popular and give them power in our lives that affect how we feel about ourselves and how we think about ourselves. And so I never like the idea of giving somebody else power over us, right? Like if we do something different, like, oh, that popular group's going to make fun of me or they can ruin my life or they can spread lies about me, right? How can we get out of that mentality where we're giving, whether it's because somebody's popular or rich or whatever it is, where we're giving somebody else power in our lives to affect how we think about ourselves and how we feel about ourselves and what kind of actions in things like we do or don't do, or like preferences, just like you were talking about. I think there's a certain level of, I just don't care. You have to acquire, which comes I've found with age. I, you know, I hope that's not the story for everyone, but at some point, like you'll realize like you just don't care what that group thinks of you. But yes, I, you know, I've been in that situation I even work in an industry where I have to be judged and, you know, give over my power to people that I think is in the hierarchy. But, you know, the thing I'm realizing more and more is if you approach that decision with confidence, then like, what are they going to take away from you? You know, if in my line of work, I send a lot of cold emails and I I don't even hear back, you know, if they get probably sent to spam. And I responded. I, yes, you did. Yes. But even <laughs> I meant in acting too. I mean, give I'm in a lot of cold emails. I called well, cold email for <laughs> podcasting. I cold email for acting. And, you know, I feel like I'm giving over my power being like, well, these people like me. 
will, you know, I get picked, you know, at the end of the day, I just like have learned I don't wear that on my sleeve anymore. That is not an indicator if I'm a good person or if I'm a good friend or if I'm a good daughter. It it doesn't it doesn't tell me anything about my worth. My worth doesn't come from, you know, external validation of even what my job title is. You know, that's all a very internal thing. So when, you know, you are giving, you feel like you might be giving up your power to these people, ask yourself like, but have I really given up my own worth? Because I actually think by giving up your power to them, you're hurting yourself worth more. That will stick with you longer that you didn't like the thing because they they said it wasn't cool. That that will hurt your, you more than if you just liked it and didn't care. And I think the more and more we do that or send that message to ourselves, which I have, I had another coach on the podcast. She talked about self-abandonment, right? Mm. And I loved, loved that term. But yeah, the more and more you do that, the more and more you tell yourself like, hey, what I think or what I want doesn't matter. And mm. we, we tend to lose ourselves, which you guys, all of you are amazing. I want you to be yourselves. Like the world needs you just as you are. Right. Right. Couldn't agree more. There, there's nothing more unique and individual than the person you are. So like, this is a like want to be it girl quote, Audrey Hepburn said this, and I'm probably going to butcher it a little bit, but you know, Audrey Hepburn was a, you know, very famous actor and philanthropist, but you know, people would come up to her and say, oh, I want to be just like you. And she she would be like, no, don't don't be me. Be your own Audrey, she said. But like what she really meant was like, be your own person. Be you at 110 percent. Don't be a carbon copy of somebody else and do it at 60 percent because that's not authentic to you. Yeah. And that's not what we need. We don't need more no. like people that are the same, like we all benefit when everybody can be themselves. Yes. And even if you guys are trying to figure out who that is, that is okay. It is completely a journey, but try, right? Like try to figure out who you are. Put in the effort to not just like go with the flow. Right. And like we both said, like, I still feel like I'm figuring myself out too. Things change, you know, and that's okay too. Like one day you might be really into a certain type of style of fashion. And the next day you realize you just don't like it and it's totally okay. You're not committed to being the same person forever and ever. You should feel like you can update yourself. Right. And if you decide that the pants that everybody's wearing aren't comfortable, you don't have to wear them, which is totally me. These are cute, but they are so uncomfortable. (laughs) Right? Like when I was in high school, skinny jeans were super popular. I like put on a pair of skinny jeans, by accident yesterday. And I was like, why did I ever wear these? (laughs) So Marley, tell us where the listeners can find you, where they can listen to your podcast. And I'm going to put all this in the show notes for you guys. Right. The podcast is Confessions of a Wannabe It Girl. We talk a lot about mindset of, you know, becoming your own it girl. You can find it pretty much anywhere you listen to your podcast, Apple, Spotify, and yeah, I'm there every Tuesday. All right. Awesome. And then are you on Instagram or social? Yes, I am. You can find Confessions of a Wannabe It Girl on Instagram and my personal, which is much more acting based, is Marley Rose Fragging, if you're curious there. Okay. 
Awesome. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for sharing your amazing experiences and knowledge with all the teens. And you guys go check her out on social media and listen to her podcast. Thank you so much, Coach Sammy. It's an honor. Hey guys, do you want more? If you are ready to work with me in one of my coaching programs for teens, check out my website, knowingup.com. That's K-N-O-W-I-N-G-U-P.com. Whatever you are struggling with, whether big or small, I can help. We learn so much more in my programs than what is offered here on the podcast. Come join me, you guys. See you soon.